Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm your other host. My name is Tenant Michael. And James, the way you said hello off the top there, it reminded me. Now you're going to laugh at me here when I say this, but it reminded me of uh, Dame Edna. The way it should be, hello, possums. Remember that? Dame Edna, YTV. Um, Dame Edna was on YTV? I believe that for a time, Dame Edna's talk show was on YTV. Um, the- so I didn't realize she was really popular with kids. Kids love Dame Edna. Uh, loved what, what do kids like more than an elderly Australian man pretending to be a uh, English aristocrat. <laughs> no, you're right. It's so true. Like um, when you hear a lot of, uh, you know, music kids are into these days, I feel like a lot of the songs are kind of about that sort of thing. A lot yeah. of elderly Australian male artists sort of singing from that point of view and kids love it now. So I guess it makes sense that they would have loved it then too. Kids generally love Anything from Australia, you know, beyond Dame Edna, there's the Wiggles, we've got the, oh, the legend I, I of like Ned Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Um, in excess? Kids still love in excess? Kids love kids. I just passed by a schoolyard the other day. Uh, very young children were... Uh, were playing and they were all talking about Michael Hutchins and they were like, "Well, it's, it's really too sad the way he ended his life, you know." And these are these are just little kids, so yeah, I know. I I've heard kids talk about that in the playground, shooting hoops or something. Like, yeah. hey, you hear about Michael Hutchins? What a way to go! And then a dunk or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, Mike, um, we uh, we're we're a little less prepared for the intro this week. Um. <laughs> We uh, usually have yeah. lots of wild goings on in our in our lives, but yes. uh, we, we don't have as much of that info this week. And partly because, Mike, totally understandably, yes. uh, you had a little appointment today that uh, took up some of your time. Yes, I had a medical, well, not an emergency, but a medical, uh, yes, appointment, I guess, is, is the right word. Yeah. Um, after waiting for six months, uh, you know, many months of sleepless nights, uh, today I finally had my appointment with a dermatologist. That is very exciting. Um, now what, what were you going to the dermatologist for? Were you trying to find, uh, Ooh, I want, I want to rosier cheeks or, or what was the deal? Uh, I want some cool sculpting on my face, and I'd like to have uh, some Botox in my, uh, you know what, and all this this type of stuff. Botox in no. your what? Your dick? I'd like to uh, shoot up my yeah. I, uh, give me a vampire facial on my, uh, you know what? Uh, I saw an ad for a vampire facial. By the way, have you heard of that? Apparently, what is a vampire they, facial? They it's some sort of process where they use your own blood to. Uh, to youthify your skin. Anyway, I'll find Ew. out more about it. But um, 
long story short, I come from from very moly people, I guess, the Eastern European side of my family, covered in moles and bumps and all sorts of warts and all these nasty things. Um, and about um, eight or nine months ago, uh, all of a sudden, um, a skin tag formed on the in right in the corner of my my mouth where, where the two lips meet on the right side. Um, a skin tag. So that's an annoying spot for a skin tag. It's like you got three friggin' lips. Three lips, and man, shaving an absolute nightmare because you have to be careful you don't you know cut the skin tag open and start bleeding and and all this stuff. So I um because we we were in lockdown at the time, I had to send a picture of my mouth to a doctor. Um, <laughs> let me just say it was a little uncomfortable. Uh, have you ever sent a picture yeah, of your mouth? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Sent either a doctor or a a love partner. A Only picture of someone your I've been in a really long relationship yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it feels like it would be almost impossible not for it to feel creepy. A, a, yeah. Just a photo of your mouth and just your mouth. Here's a picture of my mouth, and then the doctor was like, "Ah, oh, that's a weird place for a skin tag to grow, and uh, it's probably okay." The doctor but, said uh, that. What's that? The, the doctor said that was a weird spot for it to grow. <laughs> yes, the doctor said it's a weird spot to grow. And he said, you know, it's probably okay, but just in case it's uh, it's bad, in case it's cancer, let's get you to a dermatologist. And then I had to wait like seven months to get the appointment. So I was just waiting all those months. Finally, today, the day came, I went to the dermatology office and uh, That seems like a crazy long wait, by the way. Yes, I could have very well passed away from it if it had been yeah. uh, bad. Uh, so today I went and... After sitting in the uh, the office for an hour, the doctor came in and was like, okay, so basically I'm just going to get some scissors and we're going to snip it off. And um, that and I was like, ha, 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 I guess, should I just do it? And she didn't laugh at that because she has trained for years uh, <laughs> to, to learn how to do this. But this was interesting. She, she said, uh, it'll cost $180 to remove your skin tag. Unless it they if, unless the lab looks at it and finds out that it's uh, life threatening or cancerous, in that case, it's free. Oh, so that's sort of a Sophie's choice on your end, huh? So that's on the one hand, to... I'm hoping I'm I'm healthy, but on the other hand, that's you know money in the old pocket if it is bad news. <laughs> So, oh, that I I don't envy you, Mike. That is such like what do you root for in that instance? How much how much did it cost? Uh, yeah, 180 bucks. So think of what I could do mm. with that money, you know what I mean? Oh, that is I don't envy you at all. That's a such fancy a fancy meal call. or a trip to the Well, I can't really go on a trip anywhere, but I can I don't know, buy a nice shirt, two shirts. Two two tickets to Canada's Wonderland when that opens up. Yeah, I think that's about fifty. Yeah. No, wait, actually four, like four tickets to Canada's Wonderland. Everybody, we're going to Canada's Wonderland. It's on me because I'm slowly dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that's where we are. So this, so the skin tag is off your face. I'm yes. sure you're fine. She snipped it uh, off and then just gave me a cotton swab to hold up, and then she put the little skin tag in like a. Uh, like a vial with like a sample. Oh, that's kind of fun. Do you get to keep it? No, she jiggled it around in front of me and said, say goodbye. And I was like, 
she did for real. And then she left the room. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's me. Um, and <laughs> if if I get some good or bad news, you can bet that I'll be sharing it uh, in a future <laughs> episode of our of our comedy show. <laughs> I I bet it's fine. I mean, I don't I have no knowledge of it, but but uh but you know, you've been through worse than a little tag popping out of your face, you know? You've been through hell and back, Mike. I mean, there's no way some little bitch ass tag is going to bring you down. Yeah, I I looked the um the doctor right in her eyes and I said, "Ain't no little bitch ass tag going to bring me down." <laughs> <laughs> How, how about well, you? Did you have any um, fun, uh, unusual adventures uh, since we last spoke? Boy, oh boy, did I have any fun or unusual adventures? Hmm. Um. You know what? Here's a here's a real thing that happened to me that I wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago, and um, and I forgot to. I was at a fruit store on Bloor Street. I want to say Bloor and Palmerston. And okay. I was buying a pomegranate. And huh. this is true, folks. I, I I go to buy the pomegranate, and I don't carry cash anymore because of COVID. And I go to buy the pomegranate, and um, the lady behind the counter says, "Sorry, we we only take cash." And I don't I don't like I said, I don't I don't have cash on me. Fuck. A brown haired lady behind me said, "Here," and just gave the lady five dollars. And I went, "No, no, 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 no." And she said, "No, come on." And the lady just took it, and th- this brown-haired lady bought me a pomegranate. And you know what? I don't know how we can reach this lady. I don't know if we want to try to get our fans to, wow. you know, scope out the Bloor and Palmerston area, try to find this brown-haired lady. She was probably about 5'5". Five, five. She was probably 30, 35. Very nice. Uh, anyway, I just want to thank her. If you're out there, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you to the mysterious brown-haired woman who... It's very biblical tale. It's like, oh, I was... You know, when I was hungry, you fed me. You know, the good Samaritan uh, buying a pomegranate. It it does remind me of the Bible. It reminds me of that, too. And yeah, like, she shouldn't be that hard to find. Like, you know, 5'5", brown hair, you know, goes, buys fruit. Have you thought of putting up posters in the neighborhood to try and um, reconnect with this this mysterious good spirit? I would. I I have thought about that. I have thought about that. And I did feel, you know, when someone does something like that, you're you're really touched by by uh, you know a stranger's compassion. But I also felt like a loser a bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm this thirty something guy, and a, a nice lady's buying me my pomegranate. I probably like. You know what I mean? Then you're kind of going in your head. Should I have said no? Don't worry. Which I did, but she kind of just. Yeah. But then I kind of let it happen a bit when yeah. she when she gave the money to the lady. Oh, I don't know. I felt Imagine I kind of like I said thank you so much, and I and I said to the lady, I hope someone does a good deed for you. I said that to her. As and you then followed I, her back to the, her car, you're like, I hope someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I followed her back to her car and was like, Thanks again, ma'am. It's like, uh, okay. Um, no, when I left the fruit store, I did kind of then book it out of there because then I felt weird. Well, you felt ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. imagine if you did this scam every single day, five dollars, three hundred and sixty-five times, like three hundred and sixty-five days in a year. That is what three. What is that like? Three thousand dollars. 
well, the pomegranate was t- t- pomegranate was two dollars. So if I did that every day, you know, you'd be talking seven hundred bucks. So th- um, just think about that. You know, yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. You ever tried to open a pomegranate, by the way? Yeah, I've had to watch a YouTube video because you have to use a knife and like cut the top open, then slid da- oh, sl- slid it down the sides, and then oh my god, hope you're not wearing a white silk suit from Gucci, you know, because of the <laughs> the juice is very st- it stains, it's very uh, bright red. Yeah, when God created pomegranates, he must have been constipated that day because he was in a bad mood. Uh, <laughs> not the easiest fruit to open up. Ever seen a banana? Or an apple, a little easier, yeah. God. Yes, uh, a banana is, you know, widely regarded as one of the easiest fruits to open. Pomegranate, <laughs> it's a little further down the list. <laughs> uh, remember that Kirk Cameron video where he, him and this old guy say that the banana is the ultimate argument against atheism? It's because so it's perfectly designed for the human hand. Perfectly designed. But then what if, yeah, what if you... Like we're like, I have a rebuttal, Mr. Cameron. I present to you the pomegranate, and also <laughs> I'll throw in the artichoke as well. Uh, oh, free. artichokes! How who the fuck even figured out how to, how to eat those? Yeah. I had to have uh, uh, someone show me how you even eat those. You pull out the leaf and then you suck the bottom of the leaf. It's like, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Yeah, Kirk Cameron would probably have an aneurysm if you showed him a damn artichoke. <laughs> Did your God create this? <laughs> yeah, and, and couldn't you also be like, uh, you know, oh, well, the banana's proof that God exists. Couldn't you also be like, what about uh, cyanide yes. or other things on the earth that just really kill you? What about rocks that can hit you on the head? <laughs> yeah. What about sharp rocks? Or lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only or- God could design the banana. Think about it. Yeah. Or, going to do a callback here, how about skin tags? Um, yes. Remember, yeah. um, on the Ron James show, he did a character of Little Ronnie? <laughs> now I'm thinking Little Skin Tag. Little Mikey. I don't know. Something to think about if we're going to make, like, a sketch or something. I think we should make a little sketch like that, yeah. <laughs> um, we oh, would God, like to- I just, I, did you hear oh. how I just laughed there? I laughed, and I kind of blew out my nose, and I think something went on the mic. Ew. Ew. This is an enhanced listening experience, you know, know, for listeners. Um, Speaking of listeners, we'd like to say, hey, thank you to everyone who uh, reached out with their nice words for uh, for the sort of special episode we put up last week of the lost rare pilot of the show called Evil Men. That's right. Thank you uh, for listening. And um, I think that was fun. People seem to really like it. Uh, yeah, we, maybe we'll put out more, maybe not. But, uh, you know, we have some other ideas with Chris, too, we're trying to fiddle around with. So hopefully we'll have some fun stuff uh, with Chris Locke to do uh, uh, that we can put out soon, I hope. We're figuring it Absolutely. out. Yeah. Get off our get off our fucking case, everybody. We're figuring <laughs> it out, and it's, uh, it's for your own good. Yeah. Yeah, well said, Mike. Thanks for showing them a, a thing or two there. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, uh. if you want to support the show, be sure to go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant, and that's how you can show us some love. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And if you can't do the Patreon... Oh, and if you do the Patreon, you get a bonus episode a month, which is pretty fucking sick. 
And then uh, if you can't do that, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, but you could rate us and review us and subscribe. Tell your local parish priest about us or your rabbi yeah. or your uh, imam. Uh, anyone you can... T- anyone we really can- want to improve our standing in the priest demo. We're yeah. pretty... It's the one demo we're really struggling in. Mm-hmm. So if you can tell your priest about the podcast... I don't know if you want to do it in confession or if yeah. you want to pull them aside uh, during the service or how you want to, or maybe when you're getting the communion, you know, you just, as you open your mouth to take the, the wafer, you know, you quickly go, Oh, by the way, can you check out the landlord? And then he'll put the, yeah. the communion in your mouth. Yes. I mean, those are all great ideas. And the ultimate goal for us, of course, is to have every priest in the Catholic world, uh, do a sermon about our show to their flock to really boost our numbers. Yeah, that is our ultimate goal. Um, it's kind of marketing 2.0. Um, yeah. It's a plan we've come up with. We hired a company to come up with this plan. It cost us thousands of dollars. Um, because imagine, you know, people listen to their priests. Yeah. You know, you got a priest telling you something, you're going to listen. So if the priest mm-hmm. is up there in his homily saying, uh, hey, by the way, there's this great podcast out there you got to check out, you know. It, it, people are going to do it. People are going to download. They're going to yeah. subscribe. Yeah. So uh, please support us. Do you remember, did you go to church when you were a kid, Mike? A, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What was your priest like? Um, There were a few. There was one uh, very young one with curly hair. Uh, okay. That sounds then- like a fun character. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then there was uh, a Vietnamese priest. Uh, yeah. Then there was an old Italian priest. He probably was. Uh, was he? Did he have a lot of personality? I'm picturing an older, fun no, Italian was, guy. He no. looked like uh, like an Italian zombie. Is that a thing? <laughs> he was very deadpan and looked like he had passed away like a few days <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Cool, cool. So he probably was a very big influence on you as a kid. Like you probably Huge looked influence. up to this guy and really paid a lot yeah. of attention to his opinions. He, uh, yes, and he was very, very uh, conservative. Uh, okay, uh, go cool. figure, you know? Yeah. How about you? What kind of priest did you get to uh, experience? Um, I had one one priest who was pretty nice, and uh, he talked to me once. He came, he came into my class because I was at Catholic school. And uh, I talked to him about Saturday Night Live for a long time. <laughs> he he loved Coffee Talk, that sketch, because I did, a, I did a speech in grade school about Saturday Night Live that he saw. <laughs> and he's like, by the way, I loved your speech. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, I'm a huge, you know, I love Coffee Talk. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I'd I love to have you come back speech. to the priest's uh, apartment and talk to you about <laughs> SNL sometime, James. Any time of day or night, you can always come to my apartment and we can yep, do yep. coffee talk together or whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about coffee talk any time of the day. Just give me a ring. Um, <laughs> Whenever yeah, your parents aren't name. around, just please uh, come <laughs> to the church and I'll be here. You know? Yeah. Well, we've done a really long time in the intro. I probably just yeah. gave you more work editing stuff out. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, this was fun. This was fun. It was a bit of a chill intro yeah. this time. We got skin tag yeah. issues, throwing curveballs at us mm-hmm. left, right, and center. 
but yes. I still think it was a it was a good intro. And we have a really fun chat coming up next with our guest. Welcome back to this week's very special episode of the show. Our guest this week is a comedian, a Torontonian, and most importantly, a viral sensation whose recent video has set the damn internet on fire and made the powers that be run for the hills like cowards. You know when you turn on the light in a in the middle of the night and you see the cockroaches start running? That's what this guy's video has done. Let's talk to him now. Please welcome to the show, everybody. Look, it's Michael Kohlberg. Hey, Michael. Hey, hey, guys. So thank you so much for having me. So great to be here. This is uh, it's, it's one of the top pods in town, guys. This is sort of a, a local yet international podcast. And what more Torontonian thing could you be than someone striving to get any attention from somewhere else? That is so I'm so proud of you guys for that. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Uh, uh, really appreciate it. And let's be honest. You've been making mm. the rounds on local Toronto media lately that is true yep they've had me on uh on blog to which is a favorite of mine i was on cp24 toronto's number one source for news yeah uh, i did an interview with 680 news the radio station i don't think Ooh. they aired it um <laughs> i did i've done uh edge 102 you guys remember edge 102 the radio station yeah yeah they called me they wanted me to Humble talk and on the radio. fred Humble and Fred of Dean Blundell, the legacy. And now it's the B team, Jay Brody and friends. Okay. Yeah, course. they're keeping yeah. the tradition alive, throwing down early in the morning, you yeah. know, getting people riled up first thing before work. You I know, I remember it. when I was a kid, I used to listen to Edge 102 and, and they would do stuff like fun, just, you know, cute kind of games, you know, sort of a, pre- a precursor to like a James Corden today. But they would, you know, go out to Moss Park and pick up condoms or drug paraphernalia, you know, sort yeah. of. Uh, Make fun of, um, you know, uh, vulnerable people. You know, that was just like good old classic fun. Good good old-fashioned fun. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't Edge 102 used to have a character who's now the name Todd, T-O-D-D, right? Yep. But they they sort of, um, they they added a little stank to his name and made him a character who was part of the sort of morning crew. And they called him Retod. Retod, yeah. He would bug people and act all nuts and crazy, and it was always so funny to hear in the morning. I loved, <laughs> I loved Retod. He was, it was all about replying. You know, that was that was re like he was always talking about the subject line. You know, like that was what he was. That's what that meant. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Retod. Um, it was a reference to email. You know, R E. <laughs> he was replying. He was, um, yeah. He was, he was out there. Becoming the subject line, you know? And I, that was, I believe that Retod grew, he turned into a man who's very earnest now online mm. and posts about how much he loves his children and how we all need to get serious about crypto. And it's a very funny <laughs> transformation. Well, I remember he used to um, have brag on the radio about, like, having sex with women in his basement apartment. And, like, I have a very <laughs> specific memory of listening in the morning as he, did, like, described finding... A woman he believed to be the one could be his current wife. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. and uh, because she like after they had sex, he took a nap and she cleaned up. So this was that was a, maybe a turning mm-hmm. point for him. And I was honestly, I felt like I was part of Toronto broadcasting history when I heard that. 
And now he's posting like images of sunsets that say like never give up. The human spirit is endless. And you know, he's he's really turned it around. And I don't really see a like a you know, a difference between those things. That to me it's a, it's a logical <laughs> a logical progression. It's all part of the same sort of attitude and and uh, vibe. I you know, kudos to him and uh Obi's doing over there on, on the, your competitors, I think, you know, uh yep. is that XM Sirius XM. I don't know if you guys are affiliated with them at all or if you don't want me to mention them. We're Please not. I never really yeah. thought about how there are competition, but fuck, you're yeah. kind of right for years. Well, this is all to yeah. say we're we're very lucky to have you because of your media blitz. You know, we you could barely fit us into your schedule. But uh, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, Michael, you you recently went viral with a video uh, where you demanded that they open a freaking movie theater at the Dufferin Mall, which is one of the city's best uh, West and malls it doesn't have uh, a damn movie theater it has a you know it has a subway it has a swiss chalet i think the yeah. swiss chalet there is great it's one of the better ones i think it's a walmart but no damn movie theater so uh, it blew up it's got i believe ninety-five thousand views that's that's a lot and uh what inspired you to make this damn video well, thank you for asking. I mean, uh, I was so pleased uh, when this took off because, look, I don't really feel like this is about me, guys. This is about the movies and this is about the mall. Um, Torontonians in the West End have been shortchanged for too long, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you you guys know it. I know you guys might uh, – I think you guys live in the West End or you at least have. You're familiar with the area. Used to. Um, used to. Used to. There's, there's no movie theater in the dang center of the West End. So if no. you live where I do in – Roncesvalles, or maybe you live in Brockton Village. Maybe you live in Bloordale. You know, um, any any of the neighborhoods that get that are are here. You know, you got you either got to go all the way downtown to mm-hmm. the Scotiabank Cinema. You got to go to the AMC, or it's not AMC anymore. Excuse me, it's now also Cineplex at right. uh, Young and Dundas. You got to go to um, Varsity at uh, the Manual Life Center. <laughs> and and you and you know what? It's too dang far. It's too far to go on the streetcar. You don't want to ride your bike. What if it's cold? You know, that's not okay. fun. Well, listen, I'm listening to this and I'm sorry. To me, it just reads as more Pinko stuff. If I want to go see a movie on the West End, I hop in my SUV and I go to Islington to that theater way out there by Ikea. Uh, you know what? The the Queensway Cinema. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was Boom. the movie theater of my childhood. I remember very distinctly my dad dropping me off there and not knowing what movie we're going to see, but sort of wandering those cavernous halls, you know, maybe mm-hmm. checking out um, one of the Star Wars uh, prequels, you know, I've probably watched there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is that you where you what? first saw? Did you first see? And if it's too personal of a question, you don't need to answer. But is that the theater where you first saw Jar Jar? <laughs> uh, I actually do remember that I first saw Jar Jar at a theater that doesn't exist anymore at Jane and Bloor called the Humber Cinema. Isn't that interesting that all the theaters where they screened the Jar Jar movie mysteriously have all been demolished? Isn't we, that weird? I, you know what? We all remember where we were. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's uh, it's sort of like another big conspiracy of film. The Zapruder film. It's sort of like a JFK thing. You know, like mm-hmm. we know where we remember where we were there. It, we don't really believe the official story, you know, mm-hmm. Um it, it's about sort of a, a secret shadow government taking over the elected um, representatives, <laughs> and and uh, you know we all remember what Jar Jar what Jar Jar did when uh, mm-hmm. when the Galactic Senate was overturned. We all remember that he was there leading the charge, and yeah, we remember what we remember what Princess Amidala said, or she was Queen Amidala, I think, by that point, and she said 
This is uh, so democracy dies to the down, sounds of thunderous applause. I, I think we remember that movie. Anyway, I Absolutely. I did see that. I probably saw one of those movies at the uh, at the Queensway. Yeah, probably probably Attack of the Clones. But your but I guess your point is that's too far for your for your. Well, it lifestyle? is too far for my okay. lifestyle because an important thing about going to the movies is that uh, you want to get stoned, you want to get high with your friends, you want to take mm-hmm. an edible, right? Maybe you want to. Um, take a little small bottle of um, bourbon or fireball whiskey or something and pour it into yes. your cherry Coke, you know, but, and after I do that, I want to, I don't want to drive home. You know, I, I know James that you kind of play a fast and loose with the, the drinking and driving laws and yeah. with, you're well within your rights to do that because um, I mean, it is a little bit of an overstep, I think by the government, but I personally um, I'm not a great driver. And so just for uh, me, it's just a little bit far. And I don't want to call my dad to come pick me up again because. Um, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into that. Why? But I don't want to. Call. Um, so oh. it's just it's just a little too far. It's a little bit farther than I want to go. And I just think the Dufferin Mole is that perfect right in between spot. You can walk there. You could park there. You could drive and park because they've got a big parking lot. Now, True. not to play and, devil's. Mm. Oh, go ahead, James. Sorry. I was just going to say, and, and that's a good point because I do think, you know, drinking and driving, if you're a good driver, yeah. okay. But if you're a bad driver, yeah, that's why that's when, that's why the, Rob, you know, that's why Rob Ford could get away with it. I mean, he was behind the wheel most of his life. And so when mm-hmm. he's out he had there, good reflexes. Read, reading, drinking Russian Prince vodka, Gatorade back and forth, you know, um, <laughs> he, he pulled it off. And we all we all, you know, we let him do it because we knew we could trust yeah. him. You know, now I don't uh, I. I don't want to take anything away from you. You have a viral hit on your hands. Mm. Well earned. It's very funny. It's very good. Um, I wish you all the success. Thank you. uh, Possible. But I will play devil's advocate here. Mm. The Duffer Mall is in Toronto's little Portugal neighborhood. Right. Say they build a movie theater at the Duffer Mall. How do you know that they're going to not just only screen the films of Portugal there? Is that what you want? Portuguese films, actually. Yeah. Well, is that what you you're know, actually? Because it could very easily happen. You know what? I I'm not afraid to to you know take on the Portuguese contingent of the neighborhood, and not to say <laughs> right. I would take them on. I, I what I really mean to say is that we could work together. You know, like I think, you know, if, if you're if you're living in Little Portugal and you're kind of hopping from sports bar to sports bar, you know, and you know, you're riding your e-bike from Portuguese sports bar to Portuguese sports bar. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think we can, you can become part of the movement here and we want you on our side building this movie theater. We can dedicate one of the theaters to film, you know, films about Portugal. For example, Martin Scorsese's Silence. Those are about Portuguese Jesuits who uh, go to Japan and fight Qui-Gon Jinn. He's in that movie too. Um, Full circle. And what about Love Actually? I mean... There was There's a scene a, with, in Portugal, wasn't there? There's got to be a Portuguese guy in that movie. I think I, uh, Colin Firth fell in love with that Portuguese woman, I think. Is she Spanish or Portuguese? Yeah, yes. So well, I might okay. be wrong. So how many, let's say there are four screens at the Dufferin Mall Movie Theater. I'm one permanently. Eight. Yeah. It's dedicated. One of them is dedicated to showing silence on repeat. The other <laughs> one has other, to or show. Or other movies set in Portugal. You know, love can, actually. We, you name one. <laughs> I did. I named one. You Now it's your turn. Come on. Like this is, I, I, again, I uh, see. this is open to the community. I, I want as much input as possible. Isn't, right. um, let's see here. What's a movie set in Portugal? Is one of the, no, not the Italian job. That's set in Italy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pass. You, James, do you have any Portuguese movies that come to mind? Uh, was Fletch set in Portugal? Is Chevy Chase Portuguese? I think he is. 
I don't know. Um, European Vacation might have like veered oh, through there at that, one point. Remember that scene in European Vacation where <laughs> a woman opens her shirt and shows her boobs, and you're like, "This is out of nowhere." Even as a kid, yeah. when I saw that, I thought that was uncalled for. Yeah, sort of. Uh, you know what I'm talking oh, about? I, I, Dad, I know turn the this vibe. movie off. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds uh, me of when my when I was probably 11 or 12 years old and my parents were like, you got to watch Animal House. And we all sat down as a family. <laughs> and I think they forgot about the scene where what's his name? Climbs up the ladder and John falls Belushi, And he sees yeah. the girls naked. Yeah. Watching movies with nudity or sex when you're a kid with your parents was like 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 a prison sentence. It was like the worst possible thing that could happen in your life at that time. It, like truly, we didn't have strong enough imaginations to uh, like like now. Like the worst thing I can think of doing with my parents is like trying to pick a restaurant, which mm. is you know is a bit more torturous. But I, I I feel like if now today as an adult, if my dad wanted to drive me, you know, we could go to the movies and watch something with you know like a, like a Wild Things, like a, well, there's what's yeah. that movie. Um, yeah, Wild Things. You talking about that threesome scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would yeah, love you to go watch to it with your dad. Lightbox Cinema with my dad to go watch a thirty-five millimeter print of Wild Things. I mean, with the lack, it's 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 known now that there's like a lack of uh, there's never been less sex and nudity in films than today. Mm-hmm. So kids these days probably don't have don't have that experience of accidentally seeing like a blowjob with their parents. Yeah, it's a it's a That's lost right. experience, you know, because because back then we weren't, wa- you know, people weren't watching Internet porn. So nope. they'd put a little nope. bit of sex and nudity into everyday movies. But now that yes. there's this hidden underbelly that is accessible, they yeah. don't show it in movies. So, yeah, the art of feeling uncomfortable watching full blown sex next to your parents is lost. And I'm sad about that. It you know it's it's like vinyl. It's you know yeah. there's a warm feeling to that that we're just not getting anymore. I, I think the there's closest thing now is yeah. probably watching like the Avengers with your mom, and she starts to get a little flustered when the Hulk's shirt gets ripped off. Oh, you know, yeah. like, that yes. big green guy. He's like that's I don't think like don't discount that. You know that's that's there's a certain level of sexuality there. Um, whether he's Mark Ruffalo or whether he's the Hulk, you know, I oh, I think we're all kind of getting flustered when he do, comes on screen. Do we agree <laughs> that if the Avengers came out in the 80s or early 90s, there probably would have been some nudity or sex? There would have been a scene, like just a purely comic scene where like all the Avengers go and like they like do a panty raid or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but think, these days. Isn't that, what, isn't that what WandaVision is about? Like I like isn't it like like it's sort of like Porky's right? That's the vision. They're like he's like using his X-ray vision to look through the walls, yeah. sort of to the girls showering. That's what I <laughs> yeah. understood it to be about. Yeah. Oh, so I just did some googling. Yeah. Uh, there, I found uh, Terry Gilliam's "The Man Who Killed Don Quixote," a oh, yeah. tw- twenty eighteen film hit. Was partially, like all of his films, made over a billion dollars. Uh, partially filmed in Portugal, so that could be screening at one of the um, one of the screens. It had a budget of sixteen million euros, and it made two point four at the box office. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, that's the tradition of cinema that I want to see continued. You know, mm-hmm. like why does every movie have to be a hit? That's why we have the hits to finance the other stuff. And that's right, for us right. cinephiles, you know, us, yeah. us true uh, movie appreciators. You know, we're going to be there no matter what. If it's good or not, we're showing up. But uh, <laughs> we need to keep making them. Can I can I just throw out an observation? I feel like mm. there needs to become a better word for movie lo- lover other than cinephile. Right. Because I don't know about you guys, but the word cinephile kind of makes me think of another word. 
Pedophile. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. pedophile. But no I need to beat around why, the though. bush. Yeah, it's pedophile. We all know what you're thinking. And yeah. But the reason I, I think they think do it is just because of... words. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, know, Mike. I, no, I don't, I, I don't mean to step on anyone's toes, but I, I think... I think the reason that they still use that word is because of Hollywood's long history of pedophilia. I think like, you know, (laughs) Roman Polanski, for example, um, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein. I don't know if he got into the younger, but he's, you know, he's sort of, I guess you call him sort of a pedophile in a way. Mm, Um, But just, you know, Hollywood's kind of connected to that. And I think that's, it's a nice sort of subtle nod, you know, sort of like, um, sort of like an illusion that you'd see in maybe like a, um, a Terrence Malick film, you know, like sort of a wink. What's yeah. the, the other word is what cineast, which also sounds perverted. It reminds me of the word pederast, right? You don't need to beat around the bush in that, that one. one as well. Yeah. Is that like a the British one that's like yeah. like film pest? Yes. Film pest. <laughs> around. You want to see a film with me? <laughs> yes. No, I don't. You know? <laughs> you know, like pictures, <sighs> Eric Idle. Um So um Michael, a, a thing that really raised a lot of eyebrows about mm. your your viral uh video and we will link to it in in the show notes look who responded mr john tory mayor of toronto himself uh in a i guess i suppose in his mind he he may he shot a humorous rebuttal right. to your video i didn't laugh even once but i noticed that in his video he he tried to joke around by saying oh I'm, i have no it's beyond my emergency powers to, to you know build a movie theater and but then he said, I, I might might be prepared yeah. to consider free popcorn. And I watched this and I was like, this this is sickening. <laughs> and it just does it just highlights the uh you know the limits of mayoral power that exist and in I, this city. And I just want to reiterate we're not joking here. The mayor of Toronto literally responded to Mike mikey's video with his own video yeah. response so just to, only to got show three, you how big a deal this was the mayor got three thousand views on his video you have ninety five thousand views on yours michael you beat the mayor yeah. of toronto I, I, you know what i i do want to give john Troy a little bit of credit um you know <laughs> by by responding he you know he's he's creating a, a discourse you know he's giving mm-hmm. me a platform to sort of respond back he's he's letting us sort of imagine you know, where this movement needs to go. It, it, it really grounds it. So I do want to thank the mayor for, for at least acknowledging that this idea is on the table. But mm-hmm. that being said, I, you know, John Tory can suck my dick. And I think he... <laughs> oh, um, my God. He... Uh, this you is a, can't it's, just it's a, tell the mayor to do that. Well, you know what? Uh, get used to it. This is Toronto. We're not the nice Toronto anymore, all right? This is a new generation of Toronto. The dirty North. We're, not a af- yeah the dirty north we the dirty, dirty north, north. Uh, we're not afraid to you know ask for what we want we're not going to politely ask for a, a community consultation or an the people of toronto assessment. demand that the mayor sucks our dick suck my <laughs> dick you know like that's i just think that's if i met him face to face i probably wouldn't say that but you know i'd be thinking yeah. it um mm-hmm. So I yeah I think you should suck my dick and, and you know what he doesn't understand he's not, I bet you he's never been to the Dufferin Mall I bet you he's never been oh to- no he's a he's an upper crust kind of elite guy he's, a, he's not going to the Dufferin Mall a, he definitely watches movies at Varsity like cinema that is where yeah, he goes well, you know my I I was telling this to Mike before we recorded I actually do live near the mayor I'm not even joking and I yeah. saw him this past week and maybe I'm ex- I'm revealing too much here or being creepy by telling you what I saw but I saw him on a patio this week. With a mask, you know, he was being safe. 
and he was drinking a rosé, and I'm not kidding. He was on a bar patio having a rosé. Rosé. Very yeah. classy. Yeah, sound, sounds like a like a Yorkville kind of vibe where mm-hmm. not, us, us different mall folks, we don't go for that. And and you know what? I'm going to say one thing. I saw him once in the winter too, dead of winter. And uh, he wears the same coat both times. It was a yeah. Leafs coat. And when I saw him in the dead what of winter, he was wearing he was wearing red jeans. And that's not a lie. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I saw him recently, it was some neutral color pant. But now in the, with the winter, when I saw him, red jeans. Him- Important question, just on the pants issue. Did he have mm. his hands in his pockets? Because I feel like every photo you see of the mirror, every like media video, like you see of him, he's got mm-hmm. his hands in his pockets. And I'm like, what are you doing with them in there? What are you, mm. are you, what, what are you hiding from us? You know, why, why yeah. don't you want us to see your knuckles? Like what is, yeah, you have some gnarly thumb or something. Maybe he has yeah. like Mitch McConnell hands and they're all like withered and, and bruised. Dead. Yeah. Or maybe really yeah. big and he doesn't want to intimidate everybody. <laughs> That's right. He's he got big and strong. He could have huge hands. We what don't if he has know feet that. hands and he has hands for feet uh, <laughs> and he's hiding it, you know? Yeah, that would well, make sense. because my, my honest answer as to why he probably has his hands in his pockets, he was wearing this light Leafs jacket on a cold yeah. day. That's probably why I, the guy was friggin' cold. He's a madman and he's, yeah. he's in charge of us. And like everyone knows Toronto gets cold. Like we just accept that. Like that's yeah. just part of living here. But, you know, at least he's not wearing shorts and sandals. You know, I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Like that Cause he's not that kind of guy where as soon as it, you know, turns to be March 1st, like he right. you know, doesn't wear socks anymore. Do you, the I, short, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I imagined, uh, I don't know if this happened or not. I'm just imagining it. So please don't, if you're a lawyer or whatever, don't sue me. If you're the mm-hmm. mayor, um, I like to imagine that as the, the mayor was setting up his, you know, his phone tripod and getting the shot right and preparing mm-hmm. to make his response to your video that like a, an aide at city council came in and was like, Mr. Mayor, we have to have that meeting about removing all those homeless encampments. And he's like, hold on, I have to make a little funny video to respond to a thing about a movie theater. Yeah. Just tell them to tear down the homeless encampments. Yeah, yeah. I'm making. Oh, you know how I feel about that one. This, this, is, this is where people don't know where I stand. Yeah, um, it is funny when, yeah, he he decided to talk to me because, uh, I mean, I think obviously it speaks to the potent political uh, will of the people. And he he just knows where his bread is buttered. He knows that, um, unfortunately, the movies are going to get a little bit more attention because of the glitz and glam of Hollywood North yeah. Toronto. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like I said, he can suck my dick. And I don't think he's ever been to Dufferin <laughs> Mall. Like, do you think he's ever gotten his eyebrows threaded? At the Brow mm. Boutique? I don't think so. Do you think he's Probably ever bought not. a Toronto Blue Jays hat from Lids? A fitted black Jays hat with the old logo, like the no Roy Holiday era logo? I don't think so. Has Do you he think ever been he's to the ever... Fidget Spinner store? No. I don't think so. He's the probably COVID-19 also... store? <laughs> I, I, I bet money that he's never uh, got the end of the day discounted uh, food from Sushi Island, the kiosk no. in the middle of Dufferin Mall, where they drop the price at around 3 or 4 p.m., or at least they used to, if it's still there. I don't know if it's still there. I hope that, that you know, you got to support local business through the pandemic. I've been going to get takeout from them. You know, I line up at Dufferin Mall for a few hours outside just to hit that kiosk. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think the mayor is supporting them. You've heard of Jiro dreams of sushi? Well, Jiro should get his buns on a plane to Toronto and go to Sushi Island in the Dufferin Mall. (laughs) Yeah, you think think you've had good sushi. Wait till you go to the Dufferin Mall, okay? Mm -hmm. That's definitely on my foodie tour of Toronto. Next time Anthony Bourdain comes, that's where I'm going to take down. (laughs) As a ghost. Mm, Well, I mean, what? Oh, never mind. Anyway, moving on. Sorry to break the news. (laughs) 
Now, Mike, I admire your your passion, and you know you're getting a lot of publicity for this. Your star is mm. rising, but I gotta ask, you know, like, are you being authentic here? Is this like, you know, one of these people who, who who get really into a cause, and then you're going, do they really care about that cause, or are they just trying to, you know, get famous from this? Like, I gotta ask, like, it's a good cause, and I think it's really important. But I'm just, it reminds I don't me know, of Jane I hope your motivation's Fonda. pure. Jane Fonda's activism during the Vietnam War or Howie mm-hmm. Mandel's claim that he cares about mental health. You got to wonder, do these people really care about this issue or are they just trying to, you know, uh, fill their take pockets? A, take advantage of the current moment. No, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. mean, of course, you know, we talked about that. My team, we talked about, um, would this be authentic? Would this be, um, you know, would be believable, right? We had those conversations. And the truth is, is that, yes, it is believable that I really believe this, you know, like I think we've convinced people that I do believe it. So uh, mm-hmm. with you all love that going makes, to the movies, we'd love going to the movies and that's not made up, you know, and, and, the, and the idea that we should have it at Devermal, that's not made up is, right. you know, my presentation of it a little bit, um, you know, uh, spun in a way that makes me look really good. It's of course sexy. It is. The video because is sexy. There's no doubt I, about I, it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I chose some good lighting. Sue me, you know, you like, famous you know? people, famous Torontonians in the video. I have to, who, who was in it was uh, Steve from pup, Steve Slikowski from pup. Who's a good friend of mine. We go back mm-hmm. um, to the fifth grade. Uh, we, we had, we're oh. in classes across the hall from each other. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, um, Raina well, Duris, who I went to Ryerson university with uh, her and okay. her sister. Both were in the same program as me one year right. ahead and one was a year behind. And, um, and then uh, Sarah, who is uh, Sarah Haggie, who's one of the all time great Torontonian uh, writers. Yep. And we've just, we've become friends over the last year, us mostly through the internet. And um, she's great. I have to say, I have to say though, I, I, it would have been nice to see a few other notable Torontonians in that video. Just off the top of my head. Uh, did you, did you, even approach Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> he looks very frail. Maybe he's not able to. To or, I don't, can he speak anymore these days? Yeah. Can he stand? We, I don't know. But it would have been nice to see his face there, having some fun. I well, what about Mike get... Myers's brother? <laughs> How about him? He like that. I think if I was doing a movie about a, a, a video about the uh, a movie theater at the Scarborough Town Center, which they do have, you know, he'd yeah. be the first guy I'd call. Um, yes. I think Gordon Lightfoot's a great idea. We, we need like an Edmund Fitzgerald-esque sort of um, epic yes. folk tune about the movie theater at the yeah. Dunford Mall, you yeah. know, like something that's eight, well, nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and the man named Mickey wanted to put a theater there. <laughs> and you can the, the something, something to the movies. I know I'm not good at coming oh, up with songs. Good. That was good. The, 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 the theater, you know, something it would like have been that. Fun yeah. Also just now you probably for, you don't want to get too controversial, but it would have been fun if you'd gotten retod appear yes. in, your, in your video. Something Todd. outrageous, you know? Yes. Uh, he, you know, he's on my list. I do have people who I think for a future video would be great. I want to get, um, Millennial icon Tanner Zipchin, who used to host the pregame <laughs> show at the Cineplex mm-hmm. before he was unfairly turfed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they paid That's him right. in scene points, which I honestly would yeah. love, but apparently he needed to pay his rent. And if that experience that. didn't radicalize Tanner Zipchin and turn him into a full communist, you know, he got paid in uh, scene points. You can't pay the rent or feed yourself with those damn things. Maybe with popcorn, uh, maybe. But, you might, uh, if you had enough scene <laughs> points, you could foreseeably um, get. Like spend having spend enough time at the movie theater that that could become your de facto home. You know what I mean? Like 
you know, yeah, two, yeah. three movies a day, that's probably enough time indoors to like sleep. You know, you could adjust your sleep schedule so you're out in the world during the day, during the night, you know. But where, where in this scenario, when and where would Tanner, you know, take a shower, take a dump? I guess you could take a dump in the bathroom. Mike, yeah, but where there's would you a, take a huge shower? amount of toilets. And <laughs> whether you're at the smaller one in the hallway that's close to the theaters or in yeah. the main one up the stairs, you know, you've got options is the other important thing. There, and there should be showers in the movie theater, though. That'd be kind of cool. Sometimes you just saw should... a scary movie. You sweat a lot. <laughs> yeah. You take off your clothes. You get naked and you're, you know, maybe there's no door or anything and you're in there in the big bathroom and you're naked and you're showering. Talk like to your good... friends while you're showering. Yeah. Like, what did you think of the movie? What just did a, you? A conveyor belt sort of, you know, everyone lines up and we just keep them moving all at once. Like at the, when you go to the yeah. public pool, you know, you just got to yeah. walk through the shower hallway. It's something like that. I think that now, could work. Can I ask you nice. a question? Oh, sorry, Mike, I, I interrupted you. Oh, I'm just saying it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mike, I've got a question or to both of you. Um, have you guys ever snuck into a movie, like watched a movie and then you're supposed to leave and then you don't and then you sneak into a second movie? Um, I have I have definitely snuck into a movie that we I didn't buy tickets to. When I was a teenager, um, my friend and I bought tickets to go see something. I don't remember, but we snuck into Kill Bill because it was rated R and we weren't allowed and Tarantino, my, Tarantino, you know, he, our our young minds were corrupted by the violence and the, uh, you know, the, the sort of the senselessness of it. But, you know, um, looking back, I'm fine with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, it was funny because he was when his parents found out, which I don't know why you're telling your parents you did something like that, David. That's a mistake there. But um, he was grounded. And then oh, famously, no. when my parents found out that he was grounded, they figured I must have done something wrong, too. And we're baffled that that was why a kid would get grounded because they went to an R-rated movie. Like that's yeah. yeah. His parents your friend, sound like what? Did he lame. write it in his diary? That his his parents found his diary. <laughs> and his, I just yeah, imagine his mom having a key to the diary. Like she's got like like one of those special latches where it's like a full on like old key. In your diary, in the ledger for bad things you've done, I couldn't help but notice that you yeah. saw Kill Bill Volume One. Yeah, it was volume one because it was pre it was. Yeah, it was volume one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, it really did cause a rift in his family. And I. I Fuck, uh, wow. Yeah. Damn. So. So, it, yeah, he had a tough childhood. You know, he was always getting grounded for stuff we did that I got away with. It was, you know, it taught me nothing. No lessons. I have almost no accountability. Were your parents your parents uh, didn't sound very strict with you, huh? No, they pretty much let me run around, and do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah, they're. um and that's why you're making spirits. these, you know, disruptor videos now, because your parents let you do what you wanted. It's, it, you know what, I'm, I'm finally finding something to rebel against. You know, they, I didn't mm. really, they didn't really have any reason to rebel because I had, there were no rules. But now when, right. you know, someone wants to do something at, at the Defer Mall that isn't what I want it to be, I got something to sink my teeth into here. Mm-hmm. So, Arr. yeah, this is what me and my therapist have talked about anyway. That, I think that might be what's behind this. Okay. I I don't think I ever snuck into a movie, but I was kicked out of a movie. I'm not exactly a oh perfect angel. Oh my god! Angel. Here we go. Uh, my friends and I were praying too loud. <laughs> my friends and I uh, were laughing and joking during the movie Alive about the uh, <laughs> soccer. <laughs> was it the soccer team or the rugby team that their plane crashed in the in the mountains and they had to eat each other mm. to stay alive and turn to cannibalism? And we were laughing, and a guy. In front of us complained, then an usher kicked us all out, and uh, I thought we were going to get, like, 
in so like I thought the police were going to come, but they just made us get out of the theater. That was it. That was the extent of the punishment. So you you're saying that- this portrayal of like these men get, like having to eat each other because they're starving, and you're laughing your butt off. I would never eat my teammates. And then the guy <laughs> guy got the usher. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The the youth today are just so because you know it was an old person who did that. You know, a yeah. young person doesn't care yeah. if you if they eat their friends. We understand. That's what we you know we've been preparing for this our whole lives. I These boys are interrupting my attempt to enjoy this movie about so- South Americans <laughs> eating each other. <laughs> I actually full on don't quite get the cannibalism ta- taboo. If you're killing someone, right. yeah. <laughs> But if you're just eating some human body, I mean, just a little slice off the thigh, you know, that grows back. You know, why? Why yeah. not? If the person's OK with it. Yeah. You should be able to like, you know, how you can donate your organs to science. You should be able to donate your body to cannibalism, you know. So if you if you go unexpectedly and yeah. um, at, like and they're able to preserve your body and doesn't sort of turn foul, you know, they, maybe they keep it in a freezer or something. Why not Deliver be able to it, donate it yeah. to people who who need it? Who I mean, who, who are foodies? Who are foodies yeah. living for that next food adventure? <laughs> Army uh, Hammer gets your body delivered yes, right Army to Hammer. his doorstep. I would love yeah. to see what like uh, Maddie Matheson would do with a, a, a slice oh, of my God. of my buttocks meat. But, you know, like yeah. drizzling it in all kinds of sumptuous oils and juices. Yeah. I just want to see what you know. What he get? What he could? You know, what kind of hometown cookery? Home style cookery, he could kind of cook up with something. You know, I just love to see be, a mind like that. What it could that would be thirty Maddie bucks, please. Yeah, remember those Maddie <laughs> no, bucks from Maddie from Fest. Maddie Fest, yeah. and you know what? You can't change those for scene points either. I tried. I, I tried to cash uh, in some of my thirty thousand scene points for Maddie bucks, and they. It's it's just the. I mean, for all the talk about crypto that I know you guys are into, it, these uh, reward points just aren't transferring to the market. The, the value. <laughs> I have a funny, uh, speaking of Mike laughing at the movie Alive, I have a bit of a funny real story with Michael. I went with... Oh, be think, careful. Tread lightly, James. Uh, I think I saw Rogue One with, I think it was Mike and I think Chris Locke. Maybe Never Aaron. heard of him. Okay. He's a local <laughs> Canuck comedian. And it was so funny because in Rogue One... Everyone's just watching the Star Wars movie, but anytime an alien appeared, Mike just laughed heartily, <laughs> and no one else was. It was very funny. Mike just seeing an alien. No, to he's me, laughing. that is the stranger reaction to see all these ridiculous, like Muppet a- wet fish aliens, and everyone's just like, "Oh, I have to follow mm. this, this very serious movie," you know. Mm. Um, mm. Well, I mean, Rogue One is serious. That's the serious Star Wars. I mean, they're not having yeah. like, you know, you don't have a Jar Jar. You don't have a C-3PO with his sort of, you know, British uh, mannerisms, sort of mm. sort of like a like, what is he like? Sort of uh, like a gay butler. Like we don't you know, that's a classic, you know, comedy stereotype. We just we see him. We know jokes are coming with Rogue oh, One. Yeah. It was a it was a serious war film. Spies, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, then, uh, and spoiler um, alert, it didn't work out great for them in the end. Well, not them, but in the end, I think the Re- the Rebel Alliance kind of benefited. Um, oh, if you okay. kind of look at sort of what happened, like what they were able to do after that, I mean, that was a pretty big win when they were able to use those plans against. But the, the characters, they kind of got Jin. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jin. I forget. They're making an Andor. Jin. Damn. We can we can edit you saying the right name and go back and edit <laughs> and insert it. Jin Andor. 
you know, he's a classic <laughs> Star Wars character that we I think that's his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, he's 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 great. What's her name? Um, the girl. She's good, too. She's good, too. Well, did Mad- I laugh at Star Wars? Yes. Did I laugh at Rogue One? Yes. And I do, I do it again, James. And uh, no regrets. I, you know, you I have just, no respect, Michael. No respect. You're laughing at fucking Alive. You're laughing at Star Wars. What What won't you laugh at? This guy's that's probably going to laugh at... What won't you laugh at? He's probably going to laugh at Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's another serious uh, uh, miniseries event that I, you know, I, 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 I just, it's important to me. I don't, I don't like... To a guy like me, that's, that's like a sitcom. And I'll just laugh at it. I don't take anything too seriously. And, and most people can't handle it. So no Requiem for a Dream. Anymore. Are you going to laugh at Requiem for a Dream, Mike? I'll, I'll laugh at any damn movie, you know? I don't care. Before Sunset. After Sunset, you know? <laughs> Whatever those movies are called. What was... James and I were talking about this earlier. What, what Michael, was the last movie you saw before uh, COVID destroyed cinema? I call it, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, th- this horrible pandemic that we're going through. Uh, before, uh, so right before the pandemic, I saw uh, it's a wonderful film. Mike will probably laugh his ass off. It's called Portrait mm. of a Lady on Fire. Oh, okay. Have you seen this? It's a classic. I, I believe uh, Celine Scamish. She's a yeah. French. I forget. I forget how to say her name. But she's a French director. Beautiful French film uh, about two. Women who discover they're lesbians and are in love with each other, and um, and one's a painter and the other one's a rich heiress, I believe, and she's they're being painted and, and they kind of fall in love and um, and and just sort of hang around in this uh, this island. Now, I don't want to do wow. gotcha journalism, Mike, mm. Mikey, but I watched your interview with CP twenty four, and they asked you that question, and I'm pretty sure you <laughs> answered Tenet. So I'll correct you, James, because. I never said it wasn't Tenet. You asked me what was the last movie I saw before COVID. And I, I, I okay. Tenet, very, that, they asked me the question, when was the last time I went to the movies? Okay. And that was <laughs> during the summer when they reopened the theater. So technically, both answers are correct. I am okay. uh, incorruptible here. This is, I'm not going to, you know, be taken down, again, by your yellow gotcha journalism. Wait, they um, opened the theaters in the city during the summer briefly? I don't remember that. They did. They opened them very briefly. We went to the IMAX. Me and some friends went to the IMAX cinema to watch Tenet, which Tenet. is, um, of course, a Christopher Nolan film. And uh, Is that as right. bad as everybody says it is? I actually thought it kind of rocked. Um, you know, it, as the, the key thing with the Christopher Nolan movie is you have to accept that, of course, it doesn't make sense. And, and what he's yeah. really saying is that life doesn't make sense, which is um, sort of a, a philosophy that I kind of agree with. I mean, and... You know, can you understand what the people are saying in the movie, the actors? No, the sound mix is too low. You know, he's doing that on purpose because we're not hearing each other. You know, as, as right. people, mm. we're talking in circles, we're talking past each other. We're all, we're all podcasting, we're all sharing, but are we really listening? And I think, you know, Nolan, um, as well as having cool ideas, like what if time went backwards and bullshit like that, like that's what he's really is what he's saying. I love in those Christopher Nolan movies, they always suck me in, but I think he's ju- it's just like, Two people will be having a conversation and then all of a the sudden they'll be in a different location, but still kind of having that conversation. And it's like dramatic music. And I, I love that. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. 
like they you know like I mean? if <laughs> I know like in in the timeline of the film like that the characters would actually be going through in real time like there was just a period where they were on an elevator saying nothing like they were yeah. just they started the conversation <laughs> at the bottom of the elevator and then at the top of the elevator it's the same line and yeah they're they're like you know in a yeah. different hallway yeah. I know exactly what he, you mean do you think he understands his movies or is, has he tricked people into like well he's just obviously much smarter than us and yeah. uh He's a genius, but he's probably like, I don't know. What is, what is this? Neil deGrasse Tyson said that the gravity stuff in Interstellar was was uh, accurate. So, oh, in that case, I love the movie then because yeah. it's uh, it's watertight oh, uh, scientifically. Science. <laughs> um, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, can suck my dick too. Him and John Dory. Okay, well, I guess two yeah. gauntlets a, hmm. thrown. Not afraid to say it. Not afraid to say it. He. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who cares? He's a nerd. Yeah, big nerd. <laughs> James, what's the last movie you saw before um, COVID wow. ruined cinema? Damn, I I don't honestly don't remember. Uh, shit. I uh, hmm. Say something. You have to say some movie. Well, I I'm I'm thinking into the Spider Verse, but we already had a famous fight about that because Michael <laughs> thinks it's stupid. Did you it see it in been... the theater? I did see it in the theater. It's a great huh. theater experience. Mike, Mike, Mikey, Michael thinks the idea of seeing Into the Spider-Verse is like saying you pooed in your diaper and you're a baby. <laughs> um, um, well, I don't know what else I saw. It's been so long. Michael, we, we all wish we could be as um, erudite as you. If I'm using that correctly, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, some of us just want a simple entertainment. You know, we like colors. We like uh-huh. movement mm-hmm. on the screen, you know, Spider-Man doing whatever he does. We, we don't care which actor is playing him. We just want to see him sling web. You know, that's we're simple people. You want to see him shoot. Yeah. yeah. I want to see him shoot that goo. <laughs> <laughs> One ticket for the goo shooter, please. <laughs> that's what you uh. that's what you say. I think I, my, the last movie I saw was, uh, embarrassingly, a, uh, a French movie from 1956. <laughs> uh, the famous movie by uh, Robert Bresson, A Man uh, Escaped. The tale of a, of a French underground uh, a resistance um, agent who's imprisoned by the Nazis and then plans his mis- escape from jail meticulously uh, throughout the movie. Yeah. And you see... Uh, the brutality of the Nazis and how his determination cannot be dampened. Yeah, I think really there's good. a reason. I think you there's probably a laughed through of, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a reason one of us went viral and the other ones, you know, doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If Mike, if you ever say to Mike, Mike, uh, hey, what'd you do this weekend? It's always well. I watched a documentary about a ill Polish man who was died. Like, this is what he does for fun. That's, I mean, look, I, I love a dying Polish man as much as the next guy. You know, it's, uh, you're Polish, it, it, I think. Aren't sorry. You, aren't you? Polish? I am. I, yeah. Polish on my dad's side. Polish. Absolutely. Oh. Um, May I say something then? Hmm. I'd like to thank your people hmm. for this giving, the the, for giving the world <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, pieces of junk food. My favorite snack, sesame snaps. Sesame snaps are Polish. I, you know what? Yep. I didn't know that. And it, that does sound like a Polish delicacy, you know, like it's really yep. fitting for a place where like food. best tourist attraction is Auschwitz. <laughs> like that, like that is sort of their vibe, you know, a very dour, <laughs> a dour people. I visited a couple of years ago. Horrible experience. Just really? Awful. Oh, too bad. Were you in I Krakow? Mean, 
Uh, I was in, well, I went to Warsaw, which was cool, cool city. It was where my grandmother and grandfather uh, lived through the war as teenagers. But, um, wow. uh, but then I went to, um, obviously, Auschwitz, which was historically very, um, you know, amazing to take in and, and obviously so sad. And, and then I went to a town called Wrocław. Um, which was like just a normal city in Poland where my girlfriend at the time lived and or her her family was from and uh, just a horrible horrible place just, wow. <laughs> just the, the, some of the worst vibes you know in Europe was it probably. scary it's just gray and empty and you know we had to take a train out to this little house that they lived in and it, you just felt like at any moment you were going to be attacked by dogs like it just felt like <laughs> oh it felt it's very you know i can't i don't even think are they even part of nato i don't think so like, did you have felt- did do the sesame snaps taste different right <laughs> in poland in the, in the source like you know where they like, where how, they come like how guinness tastes different at the guinness brewery in yeah. dublin yeah, you do right. wonder about sesame snaps. Are they the hot? Thing. You know what? It wasn't didn't really come up on my trip, but uh, I would love to maybe maybe an exploratory foodie trip. Maybe I could. Yeah, maybe that's something Anthony Bourdain could look into um, on his next show. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't I did not know that about Poland. Actually, it's not it's not something that we're uh, we're screaming from the rooftops in in terms of you know our national pride. Wow. They, they, Poland would do well to sort of um, shine a light on Sesame Snaps because they're sort of famous for a lot of, uh, you know, frankly, things that bum people out. Homophobia nice is a big one now over there. Um, no abortion, extreme yeah. Catholicism. Yeah, they, um, yeah. A couple years ago, they officially appointed Jesus Christ the king of Poland. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Huh. They got their priorities straight over there, man. They, they you know, they're not shying away yeah, like, from what they really COVID. want. It is COVID. I mean, there might be other things to to do right now, but I guess this fair was enough. this was pre COVID, but after okay. the pres- prime minister and his, um, entire cabinet died in a plane crash, so that that kind of oh wow, now, I didn't know when that, that happened. Didn't the was it the the prime minister died and he had a twin brother and they just let his twin brother be, just yes. take over the job unelected because he looked like the dead guy. <laughs> he was basically the same guy, you know, essentially. What the hell? That's, he that's was, powerful he energy. Was, he was some kind of party member. Like he was like, okay. he was like a, a vice deputy something, I think. So it wasn't completely outlandish, <laughs> but like it literally the, like the succession, like whatever the order of people who, if the, who would take over if that person died? Like literally all of them got wiped out in one plane crash. Did Vladimir like, Putin do it? We don't know, but we're like not going to say he of, did. Yeah. This is making me think of Buddy Holly and, and the big bopper here. The day the music yeah. died in Poland. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's sad. I would, Fuck. I would love to hear a, the Polish version of the of American Pie. You know, I'm sure there's a recording <laughs> of it. That's been a Oh, it could be called Sesame Snap. Yeah. Bye bye, Sesame Snap. They crashed in a plane and it was crap. Yeah. It's the Dobra, the, the music died. Jin Dobra. <laughs> Is there, you know how there's Hello Magazine? Yes. Hello! Exclamation point that has, you know, gossip yeah. about the, the, the British royal family. Yeah. Does Poland have a Hello Magazine that has gossip about the King of Poland, aka yeah. Jesus Christ himself? Yes, Jin Dobra. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gin Dobre magazine. Um, you can find it on the streets of Roncesvalles. It's just for free outside of a deli. And uh, yeah, it's mostly stories about, um, you know, the uh, how Putin is a nice guy. And, um, <laughs> oh, you know, maybe we could 
Jesus could also be the prime minister. You know, why not? Why stop at king? You know, like, <laughs> is Jesus going to be on the money? I'm sure he already is. I don't know. You know, I, wow. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't been keeping up to date on the latest goings on in Poland. You know, I'm, I'm king of li- Poland. I'm, I check in once in a while. Yeah. Fair, now fair. you live in uh, currently um, the Roncesvalles neighborhood in Toronto, which is mm-hmm. historically a like, well, not not going back to the beginning of of toronto but 20th century uh polish neighborhood and mm-hmm. they they it's so full of polish immigrants that they had a statue they still do of pope john paul ii yes and people leave flowers at the statue like every day he is he is probably the after jesus christ himself jpj um two is probably wait john paul no pj jp pjp Mr. Pope P- John Pope, P- I said JPJ, PJP, P- Pope P- John Paul. <laughs> PJP2 um, is probably the top Polish the guy for sure. And he's so like the, the Jim Carrey of Toronto or whatever, the Mike Jim Myers of, yeah, exactly. of Toronto. Yeah, exactly. The way, yeah, exactly. He is, he's sort of there. Um, yeah, there was, he was making movies before he was Pope. Um, but yeah, he was actor, funny. Wasn't he? Uh, well, he, he definitely had a certain screen presence. I don't know if he ever transformed it into like a, a working actor situation, but he, you know, he carried a lot of charisma out there. I mean, you have to, to be a Pope. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Day. I disagree. The guy who came after Pope John Paul had no charisma. People didn't like him at all. Rat, Ratzinger. Yeah. 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 Uh, everyone, he looked, I remember I seeing memes going back to the Star Wars prequels of him looking like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Pope? People yeah. made that connection. Um, and one more note about the Pope uh, statue, though, in Roncesvalles is a lot of people think that it's outside of a church. You would think that would be normal. It's actually outside of a credit union. <laughs> <laughs> that was his real passion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taking the, you know, t- um, sort of a little bit of a socialist spin on banking, you know, like let's, that's reminds, kind of reminds me like. of the old joke. Where did the Polish man put the statue of the Pope? And the punchline is outside, not outside of a church like you'd yeah. expect, but outside the credit union. Yeah, he it, didn't it flows a lot better in Polish. <laughs> it kind of there's a bit of a more of a rhyme and rhythm to it when you do it from the yeah, mother, I think in the that, mother tongue. It reminds me of that other joke as well. What is it? How many Polish guys does it take to erect a statue of Pope John Paul II? And yeah. then it's like one to find the credit union and one to put it in front of it or something like that. Yeah. I think that's an yeah, old yeah, joke. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> A variation on a, a familiar theme. We all know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many, how many Polish guys does it take to, um, uh, you know, banish all the gay people from their country? Only a few. Only a, Just only apparently a few. A few. Only Consolidate a few. power yeah. and uh, really. And yeah, abortion. They're going after that, too. It's not. It's all you'll say. It's uh, I wouldn't want to live there right now. I'll say that. I've always wanted to go to like a scary Eastern European, like intense soccer match. Mm, you know, yes. I like soccer and I would, I, it would be scary, but I want, I kind of want to see it because I have a feeling it makes like a Raptors game or a Blue Jays game or a Leafs game or something seem like, like, you know, I think yeah, the Eastern I, Europeans, they have what ultras, the ultra hooligans yeah. who are like extremely violent and they like, they train like for war so they can fight <laughs> yeah. each other. Like, I think it's like if the Michigan militia were really into the Detroit Tigers or something, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's pretty yeah. intense. No, I, I believe that like, that's not an accident. Like, I think that sports, 
especially in soccer in Europe, are used. And I would say like football would be the example. Like look at a Bills game, you know, mm-hmm. tailgate party with people slamming each other through. Like Bills Mafia. We use, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's going to take goal all the way next year. But um, <laughs> like I think that the sports are used uh, and effectively, I would say, as like an outlet for the, the, the darkest, most sort of vile parts of the human psyche that, you know, um, we, we have this rage inside of us. You know, yeah. I've recently watched the Adam Curtis documentary series Century of the Self I don't, and his newest one can't get you out of my head. But if you guys watch those, he makes a pretty compelling point about how different powerful forces have used the human psyche, you know, whether it was to create a whole new um, industries around, you know, products and and to fulfill people's sort of consumer needs or whether it was Hitler um, and, and his and sort of how he his brand of fascism that he um, used and try to turn the, the, the popular sort of um, uh, spirit against an, another, you know, uh, mm. I feel like sports are the common, uh, the, the current day version of that, where we, we like, I, I wouldn't know it's where it's an outlet other- to get that out or something. Yeah. Like mm. think about how much vile hatred you feel towards yeah. your, you know, another sports team. And, and like, so you know, I, the, the, think about the Boston Celtics and how much you hate them, you know, like, yeah. that, that's a, a, a useful outlet, I think. I you know it's the Winnipeg Jets with every <laughs> drop of blood in my body. Canadian, you know, <laughs> the Canadian version of it is yeah the most embarrassing. Ooh, those Ottawa Senators just rally yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> the Barry Colts and the OHL are fucking assholes. Um, I uh, this is embarrassing, but it's really true. I went to a Toronto FC game, which. They are very fun to go to. Oh, and I really like going to the games. But it's obviously, you know, it's not the same as the European leagues or anything. But the people at the games do have their chance. And, like, there's a section I went I went and watched. And, like, these people are standing and jumping the whole game. And it's all these, like, dudes who are 40 who are, like, got their shirts off and they're drinking. And they're, like, and I absolutely got the appeal. And I, I don't think I'm going to do that when I get older. But I did get it. And I part of me wondered if I ever would because I did kind of get it. It seemed fun. fun. It's either either you're going to the to the, <laughs> the, the TFC game, taking your shirt off, or you're like Mike and you're laughing your ass off through a Star Wars film. You know, we got to let it out somewhere. There's a deep one way or another. energy inside all of us that needs to be filtered out safely. I That's agree. society, well, baby. I'm I'm nervous though because hearing what you just said, James, about how you long <laughs> to be, you know, part of this community with these men who are all tough with no shirts and chanting. Yeah. Hitler would have loved a guy like you. <laughs> you would have been putty in his goddamn hands. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to justify that comment with a remark. Yeah. Oh, oh damn it. Well, um, this has been. Very and a very illuminating uh, conversation we've had, Michael. Is there uh, anything like where can people, if they want to see the video that we've been talking about, where can yes. they go? It's on my Twitter. You can follow me at Mikey Kohlberg um, on Twitter. Uh, it's available there, and uh, it, you'll be able to find it. Just scroll down through the timeline; it's in there somewhere. Or you can just search. Um, Dufferin Mall movie theater and hit the blog TL link that comes up on Google. That'll that'll probably be a good way to find it too. It's very right. funny and it it is genuinely really well done and a very funny video. So definitely check it out and best of luck. I really hope that uh, your your uh, goal is achieved. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, we didn't even get to my ideas about uh, all of these other things I want to build in the city around town. You know, I've got I've got a whole list oh, of them. Fuck, but you know, maybe that's, that's right. Another, it's another pod, maybe you know. 
Yeah, well, well, we'd be we'd love to have you back, or we could even have you send in a um, send in a pre-produced piece of audio where you yeah you list them, and then we add it to to a future show. Uh, Actually, that's for a great idea. Whose appetites you've whetted? I've 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 decided not to do that. I'm just going to keep them to myself, and you know maybe um, <laughs> maybe some other podcasts will want to talk get into the, the gritty city ideas. You know, maybe I'll I'll save that for them. All right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> fair enough. It's your right. You know, it's your it's your content. You got it. You got to protect that IP. You know what I mean? It's, it's as content creators, all of us. You know, it's, it's, it's the most valuable thing, guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not giving these ideas away for free. Maybe I can start my own Patreon, and people can check that out, and uh, um, you know, spe- just give them a tease of what the idea is, and then they got to pay the, the money to get to the hear full, the rest, the full the rest. Sure. You know, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. I'm learning, how, I'm learning how to play the game here. Okay. I'm oh yeah, on. the podcasting game. It's ruthless. Yeah. Well, yeah, soon, yeah. pretty soon, we'll be asking you for tips. <laughs> uh, that's that's the plan, guys. It's a total domination takeover. That's what I'm I'm working towards here. I'm gonna have All guys right. with their shirts off at the Dufferin Mall parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm filtering, I'm filtering those dark energies towards a good cause. So I'm really <laughs> excited to be uh, following through on that. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for joining us again. And uh, everybody, check out uh, Mikey's links in the show notes. Uh, See you, Mikey, and see you, James. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm up at Young Street. Now I'm down in Seneca, right next to a streetcar. And I'll live here forever. I'm the new John Candy, hanging at the HMB. Stop for something to eat. My weight is from the grassy. I used to cop in Burlington and out to Mississauga. Ain't never been on the cover of Now Magazine, but I oughta. Wonderland, I went on the drop zone. Courtside at the Raptors, or chilling at the BMO. Parked on the DVP, off white Lexus. I traded from a buddy for a pair of Leafs tickets. I'm Jewish in Eglinton, I will do a Seda. Why is the CN Tower now look like a lightsaber? Showing up to Cheryl Hickey. She's still on my TV. Rocking wheels of Parmesan down in Little Italy. Up late in Chinatown. I swear it never shuts down. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.